Hi, this is Will Garretts, and you're listening to the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. Will, how you doing? Good. It's our it's season three. It's season three, baby. You've stuck with me for like two seasons now, and I don't know why, but I really appreciate I don't it. Know, I just kind of feel bad, you know. I mean, just, <laughs> it's, it's a pity party, really. It is a pity party. <laughs> No. What, what uh, did you do this past week, William? Uh, I was in Boston. Yeah, that's right. You were... You uh, from Sunday until Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, training for the new gig at AmRamp headquarters. Yep. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we can, we can say that now, right? That you, you own a... Uh, or you partially own, right? Yeah, by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah, well, it'll come out tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, maybe by the not the time this comes out, oh, but well. it's happening. <laughs> it's Monday. Well, well. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that's very cool. I'm really happy for you. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you do anything else besides Boston? You came back. You came back a little later in the week, though. Yeah, I came back Wednesday, which we were supposed to like. Training was like Monday and Tuesday. We like went on like sales calls, mm-hmm. and we. Also, we're supposed to go do an install on Wednesday, but it, the guy who we want to go do an install with, he was kind of a cranky guy, which I don't blame him. He wants it exactly how he wants it, which sometimes that's, I learned that sometimes that's not an option oh. just because of like the way some things work, just the, just the way some things are. You can yeah. tell that by the way they are. No, <laughs> just like compliance with codes and stuff like that. Sure. And just, just like, degrees of uh, slope. Mm-hmm. It's just, you don't want to, like, send people in wheelchairs down, like, BMX ramps, you know? Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Half pipes. I mean, I'm all for it. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be sick. X Games. If I was if I was older and I had a, a wheelchair, I'd want a half pipe outside my house. <laughs> just roll down that thing. No, learned a lot. Came back here. And then Thursday, Friday, we had virtual training via Zoom. So, yeah, that's pretty much about it. This dude calls me, like, right before a Zoom meeting pops back up and just hangs up on me. He just, we're in the middle of a conversation, and he's like, all right, bye. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was like a 10, it was like a 10 second phone call. He starts to have a nice conversation, and then he's like, oh, no, sorry. Well, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm on, I'm on lunch, you know, just yeah. having myself a nice PB&J and uh, chips mm-hmm. and a Pepsi, of course. But, and all of a sudden... They pop back up on the on the screen. I'm like, whoa! I'm like, hi, Lauren. <laughs> oh crap! Uh, so yeah, what did you do this week? I went out and got you some more cars to play with. Um, <laughs> no, I, I so like I said last yeah like I said last week I went to my grandparents' house and I don't know what happened to all my diecast cars, but I didn't find any of them. They're gone. So I don't know what happened if they got donated at some point or or maybe I took them for like a long time ago and I just didn't remember it, but. I went out. I picked up a Jeff Gordon one, uh, Bubba Wallace, just because I, I love that. I love this paint scheme. His DoorDash paint schemes look awesome. Uh, and then a Daniel Hemrick one because Daniel Hemrick's kind of the dude right now. Uh, and then a Porsche 959 rally car. So I picked those up this past week, all from Target. Shout I think, out! I think we need like an Indy car and a Formula. I'm gonna look on Amazon right oh, now. We'll, I'll, I'll go get some, uh, especially once Road America starts up. They always have those cool vendors. Down on Vendor Earl and they sell a bunch of stuff. What scale is this? Uh, 164, I think. Okay, we'll have to get like a 143. This is 124, the Tony Stewart one. Okay. Oh, um, they're pretty cheap. I'll just add one to my... Uh... Oh, yeah. They're extremely cheap. Uh, oh, yeah. These of were... course. I'm just, we're just going to get a 20... We're going to get a 2020 Ferrari. Can we get a 2020 uh, Roman Garage on IndyCar? Because that's my that's 2021 my this year. Or, yeah, 2021. <laughs> that's, what I, that's my goal this year is to get a... A roadmate girl in an indie car one, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I worked a lot again. Uh, I don't know. There's just not a whole lot going on. That the racing world was kind of taking up my time this week with PR and all that good stuff. It's starting to get near the yeah. When are you gonna season. have my stuff done? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, what am I gonna have everybody's stuff done? Was kind of the thing. I didn't have a PC for a while about a week ago, so yeah, because I'm 
not computer literate, and I had two, oh, I, I sold them the computer, and I had two different uh, RAM sticks in there, yes. just causing utter chaos. It was chaos, um, but it it was worked out all right, and we actually I, I just kind of did an upgrade while I had it in, so it worked out good. Um, I don't know, it's it's actually a lot faster now too, which is great. But now with the PR things, it it's kind of it's winding down, starting to get towards the beginning of the season so of course everybody needs everything right now uh and that's not a complaint that's a good thing um, no he's just complaining to me yeah exactly no, <laughs> it's, no I'm it's complaining good. about me it's good for it's good for business it's good for everything because we're gonna put out a ton of stuff we got i think total like including sponsor press releases and stuff like that i think we have like almost 25 press releases coming out before the first ira race of the year on april 10th which is pretty crazy um but it, it's it's fun it'll be great uh, i'm really excited to get the season rolling but yeah i don't know you got anything else you want to talk about in our little open here yeah actually oh, i boy. found something uh for this is just obviously going to apply to lauren but i have a who should you be a fan of f1 oh, edition yeah, yeah. Yeah, f1 edition this. quiz okay all let's right go. we'll start you want to support a team or a driver uh, probably, well, I'll just do what I do right now, a uh, team. All right. Uh, do you want to root for a championship caliber team? Uh, yes, maybe, or no? Maybe. I don't know. All right, there's Red Bull. What? That's the answer, Red Bull. <laughs> it was two questions! <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a flow chart. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I think the, I think the driver's side is a little more funny. All right, we'll go to the driver's side. All right, uh. Do you like being hated? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. All right. You can support Nikita, Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> Do you like being hated? Dude, he stinks. Like, he's just genuinely awful. Did you watch any of the practice sessions? Yeah, yeah. He spun twice at FP3, and he was last. But I'll just come through a few more of the answers. I think the, the driver's side is a little more funny. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, all right. Do you like being hated? Yes, Nikita Mazepin. No? Are you Dutch? Yes, you support Max Verstappen. No, you go to a store to buy a cooling fan to your PC. What do you say to the stuff there as you are leaving? If you say, thank you, do you like drivers from the Twitch squad? If if yes, even if your driver isn't on the grid? If yes, Alexander Albon. Right. If no, do you like wearing t-shirts? If your answer is no, George Russell. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I mean, I like I like all those guys. All right, but so. if you if you don't like uh this is this is a good one. This is the last one we'll kind of cover here. If do you like drivers from the Twitch squad for F1? If not, do you like supporting rookies? But um no, I don't like supporting rookies. Okay, but what about the rookies with 20 years of experience? Oh, uh, as in Fernando Alonso? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's funny. We, we should post this on uh, Midwest All Sports Facebook. You can we should. Uh, do it for yourself. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, that will kind of get us through our open. Why don't we uh, hear from our good friends at Sage Fruit? Yeah, Sage Fruit and Quality Freight. Of course. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sage Fruit. <laughs> Hey, Ashley, what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of Eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to the checkout. When you need to ship it from anywhere to anywhere, the LTL Freight Logistics Specialist for your small business. We simplify shipping, eliminate those surprise charges, and negotiate the best rates from most LTL qualified carriers. Special residential and liftgate rates available for automotive and ag implements. The company that actually cares about the American small business owner. Use the promo code SHIPIT and get 10% off your first shipment. Startup is so easy. Get a quote and ship today qualityfreightrate.com 
All right, well, let's do the news. So Richard Petty is back at it again. Back at her again, Richard Petty. No white vans, but he's still back at it. Yeah, Richard Petty back at it again with the asphalt tracks. Ah. 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 We're off to a romping start today. (laughs) So, as we all talked about, I think it was last year when they announced it, they weren't exact, Richard Petty wasn't exactly thrilled. He wasn't a fan. He wasn't a fan. He he unsubscribed, unfollowed that the mm-hmm. Bristol dirt, but he said in an article, or he said in an interview, in an article, that he's not sold on the decision to go dirt racing. Dirt track racing is not professional, so we're going backwards. It would be like taking a professional football team and going back to play on a high school field. And now I would think he's eating his words because who won the last? NASCAR dirt race in 1970. Oh, I ju- I literally just saw this too. It was Richard uh, Petty. Well, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a. Uh, he he pulled was... he pulled what we think Larson's gonna do. He won by two laps. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, he's starting in the back now, so he's only gonna win by like half a lap. He's only gonna win lap. by two laps, yeah. three laps, minimum. He's, did you see his lap averages yesterday? Yeah. He had the best five, ten. 15 and 20 yeah. lap averages. And it like what? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, like it's all the It was by a peop- lot too. All the people saying, "Oh, he's not going to do anything." Not going to do anything on uh on Bristol dirt. He's not used to those big heavy cars. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Uh What? <laughs> no. He's no, no he's going to he's going to do amazing. And he kind of said uh, um, back to Richard Petty and what we were talking about, he kind of said that they worked hard to reach the level of professionality, if that's even a word, to uh, to of the NASCAR Cup Series yeah. to get off the dirt and onto the super speedways full time. And they he just think it's kind of uh, redundant almost to go back to uh, racing on dirt. No. But if we look at all the interviews of all the drivers, Kevin Harvick, he said that he was very much not looking forward to this weekend, but... He kind of says, he gets it. This is so fun. Yeah. Martin Truex Jr., this stuff is so fun. Yeah. They were all, it was great. Cody Uh, Ware. Cody Ware. This is the most fun I've had in a race car lately. And he was dead last. He was dead last in every session. And he sucks. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, man, let's go. I think it was on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what the guy's name is. It's some uh, Brad Perez. He's he's in the garage somewhere. But he he screenshotted a... uh, a text from Cody Ware saying, this is so fun. And then he replied, I know you're not texting me in the middle of NASCAR cup practice. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and of course he posted it. Of course Damn. he did. Damn snitch. Uh, but yeah. All right, here we go. F1 and NASCAR are collaborating. They are big news. It's yeah. going to be the, ah, oh, I'm so excited. And I bet everybody listening right now isn't expecting that this is Going in the direction that it's going. No, they're just releasing. They're releasing their model cars in Rocket League. Uh, yeah. If you guys aren't familiar, Rocket League is a it's soccer with cars. I know I was giving you some crap before we uh, recorded here about Rocket League, but I do enjoy myself a good Rocket League binge watch on YouTube every once in a while. I love playing it. I, so, that's kind of why I like. I bought my like PS Five. Yeah. <laughs> to play like. Just play with my other homies on PS5, you know? Mm-hmm. My my computer, I don't know. I don't like... I only like iRacing on it. Yeah. I didn't like to fill it with other stuff. Sure. So, yeah. I've filled it with other stuff. I'm, I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then what do we think of F1 testing so far? Of course, we've had three practice sessions now. We have, and qualifying is about to drop... It's like, yeah, literally about to start. We're recording this at, uh, what what time is this right now? We're at 9.44 a.m. I think 10 o'clock our time is when it starts okay. for uh, the Bahrain circuit. Cool. I don't know. It, it's still kind of a crapshoot in my opinion. I think obviously Max Verstappen and the Red Bull team in general are definitely a step ahead of everyone else. I think Sergio Perez will get to that point eventually because if you look at his pace throughout the weekend so far um he started off like ninth or tenth and after two practice sessions now he's fifth 
So I think he he's making that steady move up. I think he just needs to get to grips more with that Red Bull car. Um, and I think those two are going to be out front for a good chunk of the season. Um, I think Mercedes is definitely on the back foot, but I don't know. McLaren look really impressive as well. They kind of dropped off a little bit in FP3, but I think they had a couple little issues um, and some little gremlins that were keeping them from doing the quack, the uh, what are, quickest times uh, possible. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's still going to be a crapshoot. There's like five teams within, or there were 16 teams on Friday practice within a second of each other, which is insane. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I just hope Red you Bull, really hope Max I hope Red Bull does good. Yeah, uh, you're hyping me up on Twitter, man. I am hyping you up on I, Twitter. I literally put ten dollars on it. Like, <laughs> like you just that's that's not your tweeting gifts of me just burning money. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Willie G hoping, uh, really banking on Max doing well this year. Yeah, I think I said something like uh, Willie. Will Garrett's watching Max Verstappen boss these F1 practices, and it's just the kid holding all the money to his ears. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. To be fair, if, if we had uh, any sports book here in Wisconsin, I would have done the exact same thing because Max Verstappen is flying right now, but knowing our luck and his luck, he'll probably break something or qualify fourth or something ridiculous. So, um, yeah, if Mercedes pop up in this qualifying session and are like a Mercedes 1-2 by 7 tenths of a second or something ridiculous, I'll, I'll quit. I don't know what I'll do. But um, that'd be peak sandbagging. So I don't know. Alfa Romeo looked really impressive. Alfa Tauri looked really impressive. Pierre Gasly was third quick this last practice session. So I think I think the midfield is really wide open. I think everybody's pretty equal. It's just going to depend on what track everyone's at and what the conditions are. Even Williams, there's people saying Williams, they have a car that's really good in like a really specific set of conditions. So if they turn up to like, they're going to be really quick at one race and pop into the points. But then other than that, it'll be slow. So I think Haas have kind of the same thing going. So it's really wide open from like the third or fourth team on back. So yeah, I just pulled up the qualifying session right now. Oh, is it on? Uh, they're just kind of doing pre-race stuff. I think Will Buxton's talking right now. Love Willie B. We got Willie G in here. Willie B on the screen. That's cool. Yeah, and they're talking to Fernando Alonso, the most hyped up rookie. Yeah. Um yeah, but let's let's the, the preview Renault young driver. Let's preview some NASCAR dirt though. Yeah, this I mean, is what everybody's talking about right now. Um Honestly, I don't think it, it later, had but... it really had the hype until about a week ago. Like we were super excited about it right from the get go. Oh, yeah. But now everyone's on it. Like Honestly, I was more excited for the World of Outlaws stuff on there just cuz it's so fast, but now that I've seen, I watched the NASCAR practice session uh, yesterday, right? Yesterday. Uh, first time cup cars on dirt in like 50 years or something ridiculous. So, Oh, I was so hyped. I was, I uh, I got done with my Zoom meeting and I saw that cup practice was about to start and I immediately, immediately turned it on. Like, I'm like, I can't miss this. I'm sitting down. I could probably do oh, yeah. notes or something, but I'm going to sit here and watch this cup practice it was it was awesome um and of course kyle larson is definitely the guy to beat uh, he wasn't the quickest in any practice session but he did have the best 5 10 15 and 20 lap averages of anyone and that was by some margin um so like even better than miles better than christopher bell who i thought was going to be really really good um and everybody was talking about how um the track really broke up kind of chunked out it chunked out uh it took rubber really fast but it didn't really take no, rubber it just because got they dry. i think it was just kind of dry slick black yeah. slick kind of thing they didn't increase speeds at all during the thing which i i'm glad i think they uh i don't know i think in order be, for it to be a good race i think it has to be a little slower yeah but it looked like like a afternoon it looked like an afternoon practice session at, at a local dirt yeah. track uh it was one lane, I mean, couldn't race at all, really. It just blown off, and it had something to do with the, the trucks. It was it was interesting to watch, for sure. Um, and there were some people saying, oh, the track's like terrible conditions. And I was like, 
you, you guys do realize that these NASCAR Cup cars weigh about three times as much as a sprint car. And there's and three times as many as... Yeah, there's 40 cars on track. Up. Yeah, they're running... I think everybody got like 50 laps in. So it's it's it was a ridiculous amount of weight on a ridiculous amount of laps. On a, so. on a skinny tire. Like on it's a skinny gonna, tire. It's going to chunk out. Yeah, and a terrible tire as well. The guy, everybody in the pits is saying this tire is crap and it's not going to last for the whole stage. Yeah, some people said that, or I looked at pictures, you know, it looked... Yeah. One of their tires after a practice session looked, looked like a brand new Johnny Fall right rear. So... <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it it does look like a a twice a, a feature race tire that was used twice or three times in a yeah. sprint car, and they're not they're not really spinning the tires that much. No, so I I think it's going to be really really weird. Um, I think it's going to be a weird race, but it's definitely living up to the hype. I think uh, there was one thing that was interesting I want to talk about was uh, Kenny Wallace put out some tweets yesterday. He's there um, at the track along with our boy Tyler Tischendorf. Uh, so shout out. Shout out to Tyler. What do you call him? Headstand now? Headstand, yeah. I don't even want to know the backstory. <laughs> so, uh, I have no idea. I don't even know that. I don't even know the backstory. Sean just called him that in our group chat once, and I was like, oh, that, that's, <laughs> that's going to stick. Yep. So, uh, no, but he, he's, he, was, he put out a video, and he said that whenever Kyle Larson's on the track, everybody runs the bottom, because that's where Kyle Larson was running. And when he goes, or no, he when... When Kyle Larson's on track, everybody runs the top. Mm-hmm. And when he comes off a track, everybody goes back down to the bottom. And I was like, what in the world? And I didn't, I couldn't really figure out why that was happening. Because I don't know if they were... It didn't look like they were following him. Because every time I saw Kyle on the track, he was ripping the bottom. Not even ripping. He was just rolling. He was, like, well, he's yeah, barely he was getting the rolling. thing sideways. He's yeah. honestly driving it like an asphalt car. Driving it like an asphalt car, but he's almost dri- he's driving it like a Grand National. You know, like, we see Grand Nationals at Plymouth. I know you don't watch the Grand Nationals at Plymouth, but if you ever do, I mean, they just kind of get it a little bit sideways just to set the car into the corner, and then they just roll through the bottom and then power straight off. Hmm. And that was exactly what he was doing. So, it's interesting. Uh, speaking of Kyle Larson, uh, he had to change an engine due to elevated temperatures. Probably just straight ripping, you know, and just yeah. blew it up. He's just he's just that good. Um and then he goes. He has to go to the rear of his heat race in the feature. Yeah, which, which I think is a little weird. Stupid. Um, NASCAR obviously has rules in place so people aren't changing engines after every session like they did back in the day. But um, I think it's a little wrong that they have to change. They have to go to the rear of both the heat and the feature. I felt like going to the back of the heat was uh, punishment enough. Yeah. And Amy's here now. Yep. Sorry, I'm drinking your coffee. It's like a day old. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know why he has to go back to the rear of the heat in the feature. I think it's stupid um, because it just negates any reason for him to run the heat race. I don't know. Because no matter how good he does in his heat race, he still has to start at the back of the feature. And he's still going to make the race due to the charter system. He's one of the 36 charter cars. Yep. Uh, so he's going to start the race anyway. I mean... So he, the only reason he's out there is for seat time. Yeah. That's it. Doesn't matter. That'd be, that'd be really cool if he still won a seat. <laughs> There's a lot of hammers in this heat race. Though, no, I don't so. think he wants to show his cards too much. He might go out there for a little test session, try some things out, roll mm-hmm. around. Put around the back for a little bit. Uh, he's still going to win by a lap and a half. So We'll see. Fine. I think... We'll get to that. We start in a little betting section. Oh yeah, the podcast. Um, so you have in here the fastest Hornet would be P fourteen in Cup practice. Let's talk about that. For Let's a talk. We gotta talk <laughs> about that. So hyped up. Uh, turns out NASCAR Cup Series on dirt is the most hyped up street stock race of all time. <laughs> Not even street stock race, apparently. <laughs> Hornet race. Oh, well, they're, the more, they're more, more street, like stock. street stock. Yeah. I mean, they got the big, heavy cars, little tires. <laughs> so. We were exactly right when we If we go that. to racemonitor.com, all right, we go to the Bristol Dirt Nationals that happened last weekend, mm-hmm. and we look at the Hornet. Oh, you were prepared for this. You pulled this up. Oh, I pulled this up. Oh, man. Season three, everybody. We're firing in all cylinders. Yeah, I come here prepared now. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> Actually, I just pulled this up like three minutes ago. Oh, all right. Uh, 
the Hornet A main feature on day six of the Bristol Dirt Nationals. Sure. Uh, it's the only one I found. I mean, there's probably one out there. It's the only one I found a link to easily. Okay. Um, the His best lap was lap 15. We're shouting out John Wyndham here uh, in the 65 Hornet. His best lap was a 20.57. And if we look, if we look at NASCAR Cup Series times, I think twenty point five seven. Yeah, I think that's faster. It's fast. It's four. It's fourteen. For at yeah, least, correct. what practice session are we comparing this to? Either of them, I think. I think the uh, first one. Oh Jesus! No, I don't want to disable my ad blocker. Thank you. Anyway, I think it's. I think it's crazy. Like. If you just look at a Hornet going around the track, and then you look at a NASCAR Cup car going around the track, like they, it looks like NASCAR should be faster. You know, just all signs pointing to, uh, you know, money, technology, mm-hmm. yep. engine. But when it's all said and done, Chevy Cavalier versus a Cup car on dirt. You'll be surprised. <laughs> NASCAR's website sucks so Yes, much. it does. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I we, we were exactly right when we said that it was going to be the, the fastest street stock race. The most history. hyped up. The most hyped up street stock race in, in history. Um, but the drivers are having fun. I had fun watching it. Um, so, of course, that's just a stat for little – for just for giggles. Um, I, it, it just gives some relativity to what – is going to be done. I think a late model did like a 15, 16 second yeah, lap. 15 and a half, I think, was the so. quickest one there. Um, and, of course, the sprint cars are going to be in the 13, 12 second bracket. I think I think 13's for I sure. I think 13's. If they get mid, the, mid 13's. If they get to the 12's, it's, they're doing something. Um, because that, that'd be like 150, 160 mile per hour average, which is... If they get it all tacked up and juiced up, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that uh, that's out of the possibility. And then the heat race lineups came yeah, out. I got the heat race lineups with the worst passing points format ever. Oh my god! So but bad. you know what? I still like it. It's. it's I still like it. I don't. I, guess. I don't care what the dirt elites think of what it is. I think it's cool that they're doing it. They don't want to qualify. That's cool on them. Should just qualify. Amy, what do you think about the heat races in NASCAR? I didn't know they didn't happen but, yet, but it's good. Oh, so it's good that you did watch it. <laughs> there we go. Expert opinions by Amy Pribnell. Uh, I'll run you through heat. Well, all the heat races. What I've seen on Twitter isn't bad. Like, it looks sick. Oh. Thank you, Amy. She came in for two seconds and we get demonetized. Well, we, might as well, we might as well curse for the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> we can edit that out. Anyway, row one of the heat race. It's something, man. Well, of what's this? What's supposed to be the start of the heat race? Yeah, starting on pole. Oh, <laughs> Quinn Half. Yeah, is on pole. Uh, and then starting right next to him, Kyle Larson. <laughs> if I was, and then I keep going. Kyle Larson. I can just imagine Quinn Half finding out. Uh, I'm on pole. He's yes. like, I'm on pole of the heat race. Let's go, baby. Oh, by the way, Quinn. <laughs> Kyle Larson starting next to you. And then keep going because there's more people in this Behind heat. him. Starting in row number two, Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Behind them, Martin Truex Jr. and Bubba Wallace, who is no slouch on dirt, actually. No, not at all. Um, in row four, Eric Jones and Anthony Alfredo. In row five, BJ McLeod and Kurt Busch. Like, there's only two drivers in there. <laughs> that I don't think have a shot at winning it. It's Quinn Alpha and BJ McLeod, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And that's not even like I... to like that's not even like being against their team for money. That's just like these guys are so good and like yeah. Larson, Ryan Newman, uh not Martin Truex Jr., but he he's he obviously was quick, he's quick. He was quick Bubba, yesterday. Bubba Wells has dirt experience. Eric Jones Eric Jones. Eric Jones has been ripping in a micro. Anthony Alfredo, he's just a he wheel was, man. He was quick yesterday too. Kurt Busch, he's a Cup Series champion. 
and he and he ran a late model at Bristol last week. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about heat race number two. Yep. Front row also stacked. Row one, Brad Keselowski, and starting next to him, they didn't even allow him into the NASCAR Pro Series Invitational because he is too good of a driver. That's Timmy Hill in the number 66. Well, they let him race. What? They let him race in the end. Yeah, they didn't want to. Yeah, well, But because yeah, of didn't. public outlash. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, headphone users. <laughs> they let him race. Yeah. Row two, Daniel Suarez, Michael McDowell. Row three, Josh Balicki, our hometown boy. And William Byron, who was quick. Row four. Really quick, really quick. F1 qualifying just went green. Yeah, I'm watching it right F- now. Or, uh, no Q1. offense to you listeners, I'm just disrespecting. <laughs> yeah. um, they're zooming in on the Red Bull, looking at their tech stuff. Ooh. Row four, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Christopher Bell. I think that's going to be the heat race to watch. Mm-hmm. Just that row. If you have to watch run, one row from every heat race, Ricky Stenhouse. watch that. Christopher Bell. And then behind them. Austin Dillon and Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher? Boucher. <laughs> sound like, uh, what's that guy's name? Freddie Kraft. Chris <laughs> Boucher. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. And I have like, I just can't. It's like Bush. Busher. 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 It just doesn't sound right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Heat race number but three. But Boucher does. Boucher. <laughs> He's got B-U-E. Oh, Boo. man. Heat race number three. We're having too much fun. Yeah. Alex Bowman and Garrett Smithley. Uh, row number two, Ty Dillon and Kevin Harvick. Row number three, Tyler Reddick and Cole Custer. Row number four, Cody Ware and Al- Eric Almarola. Row number five, Joey Logano and Ryan Priest. I think that's like the most average heat race. Like, I think that's going to be really racy. There's just not a whole bunch of heavy hitters See, in now, there. If Quinn Huff started on the pole that heat race, he'd have a shot. I don't even think so. Like no, <laughs> I like, I mean, more of a shot because he just starts next well, to. Yeah. Kyle, he's supposed to start right next to Kyle Larson. And then let's talk about heat race number four, uh, row number one. I think this is the best row number one, uh, of the four heat races. Actually, I'm just gonna call them qualifiers. They're not really heat races. No, they're qualifiers. Corey LaJoy and Matt DiBenedetto make yeah. up the make up the front row. Corey looks quick too. He had a good lap average as well. He had a he ran a crate late model, right? Mm-hmm. Last week, yeah. Row number two, James Davison and Kyle Busch. Uh, row number three, Ross Chastain and Justin Haley. Row number four, Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott. And row number five, Chase Briscoe. Really quick, we have a radio message from George Russell. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it just said stop for the red light. I thought it was going to be something interesting. Thanks, F1. Um, Anywho, that will do it for our heat race lineups here. Um, we're going to get to our picks for this race. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to start doing later. picks. We're going to like bet on stuff. Yeah, I think we should just honestly bet money. You know? Yeah, we'll bet money. Or I'll slap can, a fifty on the table can, right now. We can uh, take one out of the out of the book of Trevor Frank and just bet dilly bars. We could just bet dilly bars. I adore you for a dilly bar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for our news. Uh, I think we're going to hear from our wonderful sponsor, Old World Meats, and we'll get to the meat of the show. I'm so proud of that pun. I'm not. I know. You hate it. (laughs) I love it. But we'll come back with our meat of the show. Now for the meat of the show, sponsored by Old World Meats. With 50 years of high-end provisioning under their belts, Old World Meats is known for their next-level quality meats, handcrafted sausages, and worldwide snack sticks. Old World Meats is the only certified Angus beef retailer north of Minneapolis, and we are proud to serve you with the best quality, service, and experience you can find in an old-fashioned butcher shop. Experience quality, taste the difference. Shop their store at 226 North Basswood Avenue in Duluth, Minnesota, or visit them online at owmduluth.com. All right, we're going to get going with our meat of the show. We need, I, I, Yeah, I agree now. We need to change that name. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you heard the ad and yeah, this is like, no. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, but we're going to kick things off with a new segment that I like to call Big Contacts, Big Move of the Week. And 
this this is a I'm just gonna come out and say it. This is a direct riff off of Winged Nation's uh, Dryden Death Defying Move of the Week. Um, but I we're gonna go across not just sprint car racing. We don't limit ourselves here on the Midwest Total Sports Podcast across all for. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. We'll just change it to Big Balls of the Week. Yes, this is this is a big balls move. Um, but we're gonna go to the World of Outlaws Morton Building Late Model Series. Um, yes, I do like late models. Those of you who just think I'm a sprint car nut. On March 26th, 2021, this was last night, um, from the Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina, Rick Eshelman with the call. And the 88 of Ivy as they work their way through turn number three for the first time. He gets a good run, but not quite good enough. Now he's to the outside, and that time, he and Matt got together, and Ferguson is in trouble. Damage to the right rear corner of Madness. To the inside comes Jimmy Owens. Owens can smell blood in the water. He's got an Olympic 44 leading. Jimmy Owens doing all he can to try and get the lead away from the leader who's got damage on the right rear quarter. It's still Chris Madden showing the way. Jimmy Owens has got the better bike. Madden up top. Matt will keep the high side momentum and stay out front. So the top side is here at Gaffney in one and two. Still held off Jimmy Owens for a ton of laps. Uh, it was really, really fun to watch. Um, first late model race that I've actually watched the entirety of this year. Uh, but it was cool. It was a great race. Um, shout out to Rick Eshelman. I've worked with him in the past. It was really, really cool. So that's the big context. Big balls of the week. Mm. I don't really know if I like that name either. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it catches on. Um, but then we're going to start a thing uh, because we all know how much of a fan Will is of vintage racing. Uh, Willie G's way back when. Uh, we're not going to do one this week, but... Uh, oh, I was, th- I was trying to find one. Oh, you're going to find one? Yeah, I'm going to find one. We'll, we'll come back to it, but I'm going to find one. Okay. Uh, but we're, basically, it's going to be a look back at a... Look, a fond look back at a, at a race from the past. Uh, and we'll go into detail about it and stuff like that. So, if you have any suggestions uh, for that uh, way back when uh, segment, you can leave, shoot us a message on Facebook at MAS Autosports or on Twitter as well. I think that was a cat. I hope it was a cat. I hope it was a cat. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Um, But yeah, and then this is where we'll also do our power rankings. Uh, We put those out a couple weeks ago, um, and those will get updated after the first IRA race of the season on April 10th at 34 Raceway. I'm um, just really excited to get back into doing that. But we're going to start a little bit of tech talk. I know our fans are going to be really excited to hear about that. Yeah, so but, we'll uh, just drone on. Like... No, we're not going to drone on. But we're just going to ask one question, and then we'll try and explain it the best that we can so you guys can maybe understand a little bit better about what's going on in the racing world. Um, why is Mercedes struggling so much? Um, if you're not an F1 fan, but you've kind of known that Mercedes has been really just kind of bossing everybody uh in recent years and why this year why are they not doing that this year so will i don't know if you have any do you know why they're not doing that this year i'm sorry i missed it i was looking i was trying to look for a <laughs> looking for a race, looking for a race. no why is mercedes struggling this year oh because they can't get good i can't get good no i i just think that other i think all right by no means am I an expert at all. I I looked in like I I like aerodynamics and I like briefly looked at You're engineering. Talk about rake, aren't you? I'm going to talk about rake. Yes. Uh, I briefly <laughs> looked into aerodynamics as like a career. I was interested in engineering and stuff in high school, but then I kind of realized I don't like math, so I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> I'm an armchair expert now. Yeah, we both are. <laughs> so. Just kind of like looking at different, uh, you know, different things that uh, uh, I've seen online and watched YouTube videos on and kind of like looked into like the theory of uh, uh, formula car aerodynamics. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of seems like that Mercedes philosophy, they have a roll, oh, roll, low rake design. Yes. That, that, that's their philosophy. And for for those of you that don't know what rake is, mm-hmm. 
it's kind of like it's ride height. So the rear, it's the difference between the front of the car and the rear of the car ride height. And yep. generally, Mercedes keeps the platform pretty flat. But then you can look at the other extreme with Red Bull, and they look like it's just on attack mode. Looks like a wedge. It's yeah. a wedge. Yeah. If you look at just the side profile of a car, yep. just look at the gap in between the ground and the floor of the car. That's that's wedge. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's regulations on how much they could do that. But I don't think there is. Oh, there's not. No, that, oh. that's up to the teams. It's just up to their, uh, up to their philosophies and what they want to do. Everything else, the aerodynamic devices are regulated in size and stuff. Right. And that's where I'm going to going with next. Thank you for that transition. Yeah, man. So, with the rake, if uh, if the listeners out there know anything about uh, uh, just aerodynamics in general mm-hmm. and fl- ground effect, if you accelerate air underneath of a car, that produces downforce. That's what a diffuser is at, at, at the back of... Right. Uh, even road cars have it, but GT cars have it. You know, uh, Formula One cars have it to an extent. They're not. They're not as prevalent as uh, maybe they are in other forms of racing, but they're there. Mm-hmm. However, what what rake does, and uh, F1 cars are regulated to have a flat floor to reduce the minimum impact, get away from the ground effect of cars, ground effect of cars that were so dangerous in the 1980s which they kind of sealed them off with skirts and it just kind of produced so much downforce like and to a fault to where if they got away from it the cars were just would come unloaded and crash and a few people died like that however Mercedes this, I'm just going to talk Mercedes and Red Bull that's just yeah. kind of uh, the two opposite ends they kept the they kept the car flat but they used um, the aerodynamics of the barge boards and right. the floor tray to kind of produce a seal underneath the car, which helped them. And Red Bull won the opposite effect. Like, okay, whole car is diffuser now. Yeah. So the Red Bull, instead of using the little aerodynamic devices and stuff like that, basically used their entire car as their aerodynamic device. When oh. now that F1 took away a lot of those little aerodynamic devices and stuff like that. Mercedes is now catch playing catch up to Red Bull because Red Bull didn't have a lot of those devices to begin with. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. So Answer. when, so they took away these triangle slots at the back of the car mm-hmm. and it just kind of, if you look at a, at the wheel wells of the car last year, the floor tray would come all the way back, almost perpendicular lined up with the rear tire. Right. And then they try to skirt air around the tire at the floor just to get some more straight line efficiency. But what they did now is they took that and about midway, two thirds of the way down the floor, they cut a triangular piece towards the inside of the rear tire instead of in line with the outside of the tire. And I think, and a lot of other uh, armchair experts like me think that that took away a lot of the advantage of the ceiling of the floor aerodynamically. Hmm. Uh, that Mercedes had, and it kind of falls into uh, Red Bull's hands. As gotcha. I say that, Max Verstappen, quick time. Quick time and Yuki Tsunoda, dude. I'm I'm all aboard the Yuki Tsunoda hype train. He's in second right now. Everyone loves that small boy. He is, he is a small boy. <laughs> but all right, I think that's going to do it for our meat of the show. We're going to get into our MAS picks in our Liquid Nitro Energy Drink Winner's Circle. <laughs> When you need a boost of energy, Liquid Nitro. For those sluggish moments when you need a lift, Liquid Nitro. Rev up your day without the crash. Liquid Nitro. Less sugar, less caffeine, better taste. Liquid Nitro. Crack open a can of the best tasting energy drink on earth. Liquid Nitro. Infused with nothing but the finest ingredients, including three herbs and two B vitamins to give you the best quality energy drink your body can handle. Real energy, no bull. Check them out on Facebook or go to Nitro Beverages com. All right, it's time to bet on some stuff, William. We'll keep a, a rolling list of uh, who's won. We'll keep stats on who's won and whatnot. Yep. And once we get guests in here. And uh, I think we should we'll... do the winner of that one gets the first pick the next week. Oh, good good call. That's a good yeah. call. I took the first week first pick this week just because I wanted to. Well, I mean, per, we could do it per round. Yeah. Or we could do uh, or per division or we could do it uh, just per week. 
However, let's go F1. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking, Will? Oh, I wonder. I'm a big Maxi boy fan. I picked Max, and he's quick timer right now. So I'm, I bet on him. So I figured I'd just bet on him in Midwest Autosports as well. I uh, I picked Valtteri. Why did you pick Valtteri? Because he comes out always first race of the year and just bosses everybody. To whom it may concern, brother. To yeah. whom it may concern. He eats a lot of porridge and he comes out and just does really well. But uh, he I dyes don't know. his he's, hair. He's six quick. Out. He's six quick right now, and I'm I might regret this. Um, <laughs> Carlos Sainz just set a lap and they. <laughs> a little question mark popped up over the tire that he was running. Apparently nobody knew. Um, but yeah, I picked Valtteri uh, to win the F1 race this weekend. NASCAR. NASCAR. Na- NASCAR. All right, let's 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 go with your pick first. So, uh, we wonder. Uh, I picked Kyle Larson. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I was going to pick him. But he, we, we, we thought about not making we, both of us pick somebody else. Uh, and also, if we if neither of these drivers win, it's whoever finishes higher. Mm-hmm. So, who'd you I, pick? I oh man, you're gonna get some hate for this. I'm right? going to get some hate for this. Yeah, I had the available options. You did. You had you had a lot of available options. I had Christopher Bell. I had Ricky Stenhouse Jr. You had any of the dirt ringers. I had literally everyone. And you know who I picked? Did you pick Austin Dillon? I picked Austin Dillon. Yeah, you picked Austin Dillon. <laughs> i just i don't know uh, i think he he did he, look really he won a feature in the late model uh at bristol so crate late i think that's going to be one of the closest things to a cup car yeah and i know he has good experience he won the first uh mud summer classic as i'm going to refer it to wasn't yep. called that in the last few years but at eldora in the trucks but i think he is the one of the best options i think he's an underdog yep i i I think he's going to be up there. And obviously he's going to start higher than Kyle Larson. So Yeah, I don't know. Austin Dillon versus Kyle Larson. That's, that'll be kind of cool. He will start up farther. I think it's just a, it's going to depend if Kyle can use all of the 250 laps to his advantage and do a right, you know, save his tires for the end, I guess, um, with all the stages that they have. But I don't know. It's going to be really, really interesting to see. Again, this is un- this is uncharted territory for NASCAR and all their drivers, so I think there's going to be some hiccups and stuff, and I think the tires not lasting that long is going to be one of those, but hopefully Kyle can put that to his advantage. Um, World of Outlaws have a race tonight at the Lake Ozark Speedway. By the time this comes out, that race will be over, so we'll know the results of this pick. But, Will, who are you picking for the Jason Johnson Classic? I pick Brad Sweet. He's just so consistent. You're a Napa boy. I I am a Napa boy. So I picked Sheldon Hodgefield. Uh, I think he's he's good at the smaller tracks like that. And I don't know if it's a small track or not. I don't know what Lake Ozark Speedway is, but it's Sheldon. Um, I think it's Schmedium. Schmedium. Yeah. Schmedium for she- Schmedium for Sheldon. There you go. Uh, it's perfect for him. Uh, now I I think he's on a roll. He's won two races this year um i think he's gonna be a title contender come the end of the season i think everybody a lot of people overlooked him in terms of the title i think he's got a point to prove i think he's gonna come out tonight on all firing on all cylinders uh and then once the all-stars and usac start their respective seasons or restart them i guess can i go back just a little bit you're gonna go back yeah where are you going back to so last night i was playing Rocket League with the with the just, homies. We're going back to Rocket League. Yeah, this is just funny. You said firing all cylinders. Jo- hold 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 up. George Russell seventh quick. It's also Q one. Anyway, but <laughs> what qualifying's not over, people. Norris I, fifth. I don't know. Anyway, we were playing Rocket League last night, and uh, me and my buddy Matt. He's not very good. I'm gonna be honest, but he he tries. He tries to work, and he he scored. He had a hat trick one game. He goes, "Yeah, baby, I'm firing on three cylinders." What? <laughs> he said it with the utmost confidence. Oh, I'm like, boy. "Yeah, you got her, bud. You got her." Anyway, Daniel Ricardo just went fifth quick. Let's uh go down. Let's go to our must see shows of the week. Uh, I I said Bristol Dirt. I just think that's gonna be it's gonna be a spectacle, no matter if it's good or bad. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going with the F1 opener in Bahrain. It's kind of the only two really giant races that are going on this week, but I think that's must-see TV tomorrow uh, is the F1 opener in Bahrain, as well as NASCAR and Bristol Dirt. So I think the time slots don't conflict, so you can have a full 
day of racing tomorrow and between you... F1 and NASCAR. Two completely different things. This is about the polar opposite uh, racing disciplines. But All right. And then we're going to do something new to kind of wrap up the show every week. This is our Midwest Autosports Promotion Social Spotlight, uh, where we, we're going to recap our Team MAS drivers' results and highlights from the past week. Obviously, none of us aren't racing right now. Uh, but in a couple weeks, excuse me, we will be. Uh, Sean's going to kick – Sean – Kyle and Bailey are going to kick off our season for Team MAS down at uh, 34 Raceway. And then you, Tyler, Tyler, and Jack uh, will uh, do that the next week at Beaver Dam in the MSA Sprints opener. Chance is going to get his season underway uh, down at Wilmot shortly after that. And uh, Trevor is going to start at Plymouth, I think, on their first week is the first week of May. Um, so he's But he's going to be doing a lot of testing before that, and we're going to cover that as well. So... Um, but that's kind of our driver update. And then we are going to cap off the show every week with our hot take of the week. Uh, this is going to be either by Colin, which you can go to anchor.fm backslash, I think Midwest Autosports, or is it, I don't remember what it is. But you can go to anchor.fm. We're going to put, post a link on our Facebook page. The link will be at the bottom of this podcast description uh, where you guys can leave voice messages. For us that we can read on the show if they're uh, PC, I guess. Uh, and then also comments and random tweets that we think are funny or whoever we, we want to call out, I guess. Uh, this is from a certain well-known announcer. Not going to call it the name. Uh, but he said, disappointed to see Sammy Swindell's name not on this list. He was, ref- he was referring to Sammy not being on the final invite list to Bristol when he had already declined the invite. There were a yeah, bunch of people gotta... saying, where's Sammy? And I was like, he literally declined the invite. Like he doesn't want to come. He didn't want to go. Like, I don't know what you want him to do. Hey, what time is our cornhole start? 11. Oh, we got to go. I know. Okay. We're going to the <laughs> Mc... That was so off topic. Yeah, it was way we're, off topic, but... We, we uh, yeah. were participating in uh, Brandon McMullen's Brat Fight. We're donating our annual $40 to the Brandon McMullen Drinking Fund. <laughs> Last year we didn't score points. No, we were the Williams. Yeah, although, oh no, he's back down to thirteenth now. He could get out of Q one. Sebastian Vettel is eighteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Q one's over. He got eliminated. Anyway, seriously, yeah. Vettel, Carlos Sainz barely made it out. That'll probably be it for this rendition of the Midwest Autosports podcast. Season we three kickoff. We did not do a Gasserts Project hot seat, but. Well, uh, next week we have. Thank we, you to Gas Roots. We have five guests lined up. Oh wow! I'll, I'll tell them to you on our ride over to Plymouth. Okay, they're gonna be kept secret. They will be kept secret. Keep a tight lid on this one. But uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I think it's this could be a fun season. Thanks for uh, sticking with us for our first two seasons, and uh, we got a lot of really cool things coming in season three. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.